Ciao amici! Welcome to Cinema Italiano, the podcast dedicated to the Italian experience as told by film. Today, we'll be talking about Roberto Rossellini's 1950 film, The Flowers of St. Francis, or Francesco Giulare di Dio. Before diving into the movie, I wanted to cover a few news items. First, Cinema Italiano is now on social media. I created Facebook and Instagram accounts to share news and industry updates, fun throwback photos, and connect with the community on a more ongoing basis. So if you haven't yet, please be sure to like and follow at Cinema Italiano Podcast. I'll include links in the show notes as well. Second, a quick update that a few weeks ago, the annual David Di Donatello Awards took place. These are like the Italian equivalent of the Oscars, and the big winner of the ceremony was Matteo Garona's Dogman. I don't believe that's come out in the U.S. yet, but I'm excited to see it after really enjoying Gomorra from a few years back. Some other big winners from the ceremony include Call Me By Your Name, which we covered last episode, and On My Skin by Alessio Cremonini. Third, and maybe most exciting, is the launch of the Criterion Channel. I'm sure we've all missed Filmstruck since it ended last fall, and the full Criterion Channel service became available this past Monday, April 8th, featuring over a thousand films, shorts, and supplements. Similar to Filmstruck, I'm guessing the full catalog will grow and rotate over time, and as of launch week, the Criterion Channel has 66 Italian features and shorts. To help keep track of them, I created a new letterbox list called Ciao Criterion Channel, which I'll be updating on a monthly basis to document all the Italian-produced films available on the service. I'll include a link to the letterbox list here in the show notes. The channel also launched with several curated collections, including one celebrating screenwriter Suzo Cecchi D'Amico, whose tremendous career includes writing Bicycle Thieves, Senso, and Big Deal on Madonna Street. To be honest, hers is not a name I was familiar with, so I'm excited to revisit these films in this context to better understand her voice as a writer and what unifies such a monumental body of work. Okay, now it's time to dive into the feature presentation, Rossellini's Flowers of St. Francis. The film opens with a quote by St. Paul in his letter to the Corinthians. God chose the foolish things of this world to humiliate the learned, the weak to humiliate the strong. This passage is an important framework to set for the movie. It's the story of St. Francis and his companions working, living, and learning from each other across a series of anecdotes and vignettes of their life in rural Rivotorto. St. Francis has a dozen or so followers featured in the film, but the two main ones that the story highlights are brothers Ginepro and Giovanni, who are both good-hearted, but foolish, especially compared to their leader, St. Francis. But even though the brothers are at different levels of morality, wisdom, and spirituality, no character in this movie is denied their dignity, and everyone is portrayed with respect and humility. St. Francis even as the leader and spiritual guide for the brothers, is not visually cued in a way to make him appear more prominent or authoritative than the other men. Even in his voice, through the way he speaks, he speaks very plainly and matter-of-fact as he instructs and guides the brothers. He doesn't give speeches or sermons with heavenly light shining a spotlight on him. He's portrayed as an everyday man, just like the rest of the brothers. In the DVD supplements, Scholar Adriano Apra cites that the film's Italian title, which is literally Francis God's Jester, refers to Francis accepting, quote, deficiencies, 
the less intelligent people in his life, and puts himself at their same level. The sense of everyday life and believability contributes to the film's neorealism. Similar to Rossellini's earlier works, The Flowers of St. Francis employs mostly non-professional actors, in this case real-life monks. The film's opening credits only call out Aldo Fabrizi, a professional actor Italian audiences may have recognized from Rome Open City as the priest Don Pietro Pellegrini. His character, Nicolaio the Tyrant, doesn't even appear until late in the film, and his exaggerated appearance and performance, complete with fake eyebrows, couldn't be further from the muted and stoic performances by the real-life monks. The film's ending is staged fairly simply, but a very powerful effect. When it's time for St. Francis and the brothers to leave, Francis commands each of his men to spin around where they stand, and don't stop till they're dizzy, and fall down. He asks each of them which way they were facing when they fell down, and that they should continue in that direction. It is the path God set for them. The Brotherhood has broken into individuals now, as they go their separate ways, towards Florence, Pisa, Abruzzo, and other northern Italian cities. This is a bittersweet foil to how the film begins, when they march into Rivo Torto together. By the film's end, they are disbanding apart as individuals. Next, I want to backpedal a little bit from the text itself and take a look at the historical figures and places featured in the Flowers of St. Francis. St. Francis himself is a monumental figure in Catholicism, which is part of why his humble portrayal in the film is even more striking through its humanity. He is the patron saint of many things, including stowaways, Italy, ecology, and animals. He dedicated himself to a life of poverty and believed that we should follow the teachings of Christ and to walk in his footsteps, shedding the unnecessary aspects of life to focus on a life of prayer and good works. As his ideology solidified, he asked permission from Pope Innocent III to found a new religious order. He and his brother were granted formal papal permission and were tonsured, which means that they shave off their scalp, as you'll see in the movie. And this was important so that they wouldn't be accused of heresy or breaking off from the church without the proper authority to do so. Within the Franciscan tradition came St. Clare of Assisi, who also appears briefly in the film. She founded the Order of Poor Ladies, who lived in an enclosure rather than migrating around the country like the friars did. In that era, it would have been very difficult for women to travel around on their own, and they did not have the agency and freedom that the Franciscan brothers would have had. Most of the film takes place outside Rivo Torto, a frazione, or very small village, outside the bigger comune, or township, of Assisi. Later in the film, Brother Ginepro travels to Viterbo to preach. In the film, Viterbo is undergoing siege by the tyrant Nicolaio, portrayed by the professional actor Aldo Fabrizi. During this era, in real life, Viterbo was excommunicated by the church due to its ties to an unsanctioned reformist movement which makes sense given the sense of chaos and disorder running rampant in the city upon his arrival in the film. The movie ends with the brothers heading in different directions, including further out into North Italy, reflecting not only the end of this particular brotherhood as one group, but also the spread of Franciscan beliefs further outside of Rome and into the rest of Europe. As a Catholic myself, this film feels powerful for the humanization of such an important figure among the saints, to see him and his followers in simple everyday life. The Flowers of St. Francis, as a film, almost gets portrayals of St. Francis back on track to what he probably would have wanted, one of humility, not a flashy or deifying one. Another film that feels in a similar vein is The Gospel According to St. Matthew by Pier Paolo Pasolini, another atheist Italian director, but 
growing up in a very Catholic culture, crafted a film that feels no less spiritual, devout, or powerful. Even if you aren't Catholic yourself, I hope these are films that are moving and inspirational to everybody. Thank you for listening, and if you haven't yet, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, and hit subscribe. Appreciate all your support, and until next time, ciao amici.